You heard about the people that drove through the Taco Bell, right? Yeah. Yeah, well, I found out that the two people that did that were correctional officers. Which is crazy. Of course. Of course. It doesn't surprise me. Really? Sure. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. There are people in authority. They're power hungry. They're crazy. They would drive through a Taco Bell. That's the kind of person that would drive through a Taco Bell. I guess. But the funny thing is, before I found that out, I was theorizing like crazy shit, thinking like, well, maybe like the driver was possessed <laughs> and like was taken over by some like otherworldly rage mm-hmm. that she couldn't get past. So she drove through the Taco Bell. Yeah, that that's what I was theorizing before I saw the follow up on the on the report that. uh no, yeah. some correctional officers drove through a Taco Bell in Waldorf, Maryland. I mean, it's not the craziest thing that's happened. <laughs> it's not, but the funny thing was that in the same week, that story happened, and there was another incident in La Plata of some guy that was, like, wielding a chainsaw in his driveway like he was going to kill someone with it. Damn. And that, was he angry uh, at someone? Were they, like, fighting or... I don't know. I think I think it was either just cuz or he just needed some mental help, but like mm. those two incidents happened in like 48 hours of each other. I mean, it's not surprising. I Waldorf is a suburb of DC, so it's like it, there's a lot of poverty there. Poverty leads to desperate people, desperate people to lead to criminals and mental illnesses. Like that's just facts. So sure, it's not like a bad place, but no. I'm not surprised that there's a couple. There's some people there that do wild, no scary shit. Yeah, and yeah. S- and specifically, I feel like not that everybody that listens to this is from here would get that, but I feel like there's a particular kind of attitude that people take in this area where they just don't talk about the homeless people here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, that's that's a lot of places where it's just yeah. It's like the quote, like homeless problem, not like homeless people, not people no, that like need a... help and people exactly. that need resources. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, it's, it's well, anyway, not much... not to start it off on a depressing note, but I'm just like that Taco <laughs> Bell story was insane, and I needed to tell you that I was thinking it was demons. Relating um, to what we confirmed do. Confirmed not demons. Confirmed not demons. Uh, confirmed to be correctional officers. Yes. Totally. Yeah. Word. Is that your current event to tell me? Oh, or? no. Not not, <laughs> at, not at all. That's just like I was trying. I was coming up with something to kick off the show with, and that's what it was. Uh, right. No. For the current event, I wanted to talk to you about this woman that lives in New York City. And she discovered a secret room behind her bathroom mirror. Oh, it was on TikTok. Oh, well, I saw it. Shit. Okay. Well, anyway, let's tell. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell the listeners about it. Um, <laughs> God, I knew, somehow I knew you'd beat me to it. 
uh, this well, I don't know a time. lot of the information. I just saw the TikTok. Like, oh, well, I, I mean, know, I like, found this on where Ranker. she was or anything. I just, I just saw the video. Yeah. Oh, okay. So anyway, she noticed she was always cold in her apartment, even when the heat was on. And then she yeah. checked all over the bathroom, thinking that there might be a draft or something, and nothing was logically making sense. So then she's like, oh, shit, it's coming from the mirror. I'd probably be freaking out at that point. Yeah. But she's brave. she took it off the wall, and there's a weird, creepy hole that shouldn't have been there. And that could have been, like, shoddy carpentry. Yeah. Right? Uh, no. Well, no. Did you see it? Yeah. Um, it's yeah. an entire ass room. Well, the hole is like the whole mirror almost. Like it's a massive hole in the drywall behind the mirror. Uh-huh. It's insane. So she's like, I'm not just going to leave it at that. Now that I know this is the thing, I need to investigate it, which would probably be you, but definitely not me. Oh, no. I would not go in there. Really? I'd call the cops. Really? Okay. No, I wouldn't go in there. I thought you would, but you, well, you actually, don't know no. who's in there. Well, actually, I no. would assume that if it's like an abandoned apartment or an abandoned room or something, that someone's probably living in there. Okay, like, well, I take that illegally. back. You wouldn't go in there. You'd make your boyfriend go in there. No, I wouldn't. I would call the cops. I would assume that someone's probably living in there and they might be violent. Is I'm intruding in their space. So I would not go in there. And I would not let Danny go in there. Oh, okay. Well, good for you. No. Uh, so she puts her mask on and she gets some friends for moral support. But by moral support, it seems like she didn't actually have people physically come to look with her. Which no, are probably. Did. did she? Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I'm taking this step by step. But, uh,. I do appreciate that she improvised a headlamp. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't have uh, gone alone for sure. So at least she had friends. Mm-mm. Well, they didn't go inside with her. They like stayed in the bathroom and they like helped her get inside. Yeah, but still like what I'm saying, at least there are people close instead yeah, sure. of like just me FaceTiming you and saying, OK, I'm going yeah. in there now. Yeah. No. Um. But the wild thing is that inside there was an entire apartment, a toilet, trash bags in the middle of the room. Uh, so your worst fears came true about it. Mm-hmm. Definite yeah. evidence that there was somebody living in that space. Totally. Yep. Uh, heading down a flight of stairs, she found the front door to the secret apartment, discovered it's unlocked. Uh, yeah, she decided to cement the mirror to the wall and have a call with her landlord in the morning. But what I'm wondering is, did she decide to stay in her place that night in the meantime, or did she skedaddle with some friends? I I would really hope that she didn't stay there. I wouldn't have, that's for sure. I also wouldn't have gone into the 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 apartment because that's so sketchy so sketchy i think i would have done it if i had a few people with me like if it were just andy and i i wouldn't feel okay but if it were like andy and i plus like three or four other people 
I'm just thinking like if or if she like because it was hard for her to get through the hole and she, like she needed help to get like into the into the hole and I'm like what if she got attacked like someone was in there and she was like poking around and they were like get out of my house and she she wouldn't know where to go she couldn't run away yeah she didn't she didn't know that there was a door downstairs she couldn't run back through the hole that's probably what she would try to do but she can't run through it she would need help to get back through it yeah like there was no escape yeah that's that's where my thought process goes is like where's the exit if I don't know where the exit is I'm not going in there I guess I need to be thinking about fire hazards, but I don't think it would be a bad idea just to throw a flare in there. <laughs> well, it, I mean, that wouldn't even answer anything because you could only see one room, not the whole, all the other rooms that were in there. Yeah, but maybe I, yeah. if you threw it into that first room, if you can catch at all that there's any evidence of someone being in there, that's where you draw the line at nope. I would draw the line at nope way before that. Like, I <laughs> I draw my nope line all the time and everything. Yeah. Admittedly, yeah. anytime I'm watching a horror movie, which I love watching horror movies, but usually when they, when it's obvious that they're getting into a dumbass situation, I'm like, oh, there was a weird sound coming from the attic. I'm gone. Mm-hmm. Bye. Yeah. And yeah, no. But yeah. I don't watch horror movies. A lot of the people in horror movies are fucking dumb. That's kind of the joy, though. No. <laughs> For me, it's the joy. Sure. Sure. Um, Speaking about people who are fucking crazy. Oh, is that the theme today? I just... No, it's... Uh, sure, yeah. It's a theme. Um, no, it was more of a, just a segue. Uh, in a survey in 2003... Or 2013. I read that wrong. Mm-hmm. By the public policy polling of Americans... of Americans said that they know for a fact that lizard people are running the U.S. government. Uh, (laughs) oh yeah? How does that statistic make you feel? Americans are dumb as fuck. 4% of Americans, that means 12 to 13 million Americans, not only think that lizard people are real... But that they are running the United States government. Oh, I understood you. I'm just not surprised. I just needed to say it again. (laughs) Well, think about, um, I mean, I know with our show, we we aren't terribly political a lot of the time. But think about the percentage of QAnon assholes. Mm, I don't think that's 4%, though. Yeah, but there's enough. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Or, like, how many people think the moon landing was fake? Mm. That's probably yeah. a pretty big number. Yeah, that is a big number. I mean, that that's a lot of misinformation mm-hmm. that kind of happened. When the moon landing happened, no one, very few people thought it was fake, but it was misinformation later that made people, like, reconsider what they, what they knew was real, yeah. which is wild. What I want to yeah. know... Um, the percentage of flat earthers in the U.S. Oh, my God. Because it's not that many. I think it's maybe like 1% or something. I'm, I've looked that up before. Because I get, oh, I've gotten so deep into like flat earth Twitter just to see. I can't. Like, what? I tried <laughs> what watching a documentary about? on it and 20 minutes in, I'm like, my fucking brain hurts. Like, no, thank you. <laughs> I mean, I like it. I like it. 
I like having my brain hurt. Like I, I, I dare them to convince me that the earth is flat, you know? I'm like, do it. Tell me, like, convince me, please. Well, what was try the, it? I saw on Twitter. That's why like, I had such a joy researching this topic, is because I'm like, yeah, I I went into this topic like, I'm I believe you, like, just convince me. Oh, please. well, I'm I'm proud of you for being open minded. Of course, I mean, I I would I. There's no reason to su- subscribe to like one version of reality because all of our reality around us is it's told to us through media outlets and social media and our friends and our coworkers and this and that and there's just people talking and it's like you unless you are a scientist in that field you don't know shit you just read an article about it you know so the lizard people are legitimate no that's not what i'm saying i'm (laughs) i'm just saying i'm just question everything okay what i'm saying question it definitely but i'm i'm sitting here saying I am a human being with an open mind. Convince me that the lizard people are running the government. All right. Okay. Okay. I'm going to try. All right. <laughs> that's the attitude I have this episode. Like, do it. Good. That's a good attitude to have. <laughs> good. Um, I'm going to start with where this all started. Actually, it's not exactly where this started, but it's where it started gaining like a lot of modern popularity. And that is with a man named David Icke. David Icke was a footballer in England, so football with with your feet, not your, not the pigskin football, you know? Soccer? Yeah, but it's football. Yeah. Because it's literally you hit a ball with your foot. I mean, I get it, but but Americans are dumb, so we'll (laughs) say soccer. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, David Icke was a footballer. Uh, He got arthritis, so he started being a sports broadcaster, and his arthritis um, led him to seek alternative medicine to help with his arthritis, right? Mm-hmm. And through all of his, he like, you know, footballer, he had plenty of money. He traveled the world. He went to like all these different kinds of cultures to visit with their healers to see like, what, what do you guys have to offer me and my arthritis knees? And along the way, he picked up just a lot, just a lot of philosophy. And he wrote, I think in his whole life, he wrote almost 30 books. I think it was like 26 or something. Yeah. Um, Well, if you're a world traveler, that's going to happen. You're going to get perspective that's mm -hmm. bigger than what you'll see in documentaries or on the news. Oh, his perspective is vast. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I imagine it would be. Yeah. He, I think his first, is this? Yes. He wrote a book called Truth Vibrations in 1992. Or no, he wrote one before this because all he did, well, in 19, very early 90s is when he started writing these books and going on interviews um, to talk about his philosophy, his new philosophy. I tried looking up like spark notes of these books. Mm -hmm. I can't find any, but you can find almost all of his books online for free in PDF form if you want to check them out. (laughs) Really? Yes. I read the, I didn't read actually, um... Uh, our friend Dylan read to me the first, t- t- the intro in the first chapter of uh, his book, And the Truth Will Set You Free. He recorded himself and I listened to it because I can't be bothered to read words on a page. Oh, shut up with the old age. <laughs> Your baby. I know. <laughs> um, oh, geez. Go on. 
But anyways, I listened to the first part of this book and I got a pretty good grasp on his philosophy at this time. So he believes, basically, I'm going to really dumb it down because he has he is so, so wordy and he goes on and on to try to explain everything that he believes. But what year was this book, this particular book? And the truth will set you free was 1995. Okay. Yes, but he started writing in like the I think 1990. Okay, I just wanted perspective as to when this book was written compared to the start of his writing career. Right, right. Yeah. I through my research, I kind of figured out that a lot of like him and his supporters believe that and the truth will set you free was a major turning point from where he went to kind of light philosophy to this is what I believe. He kind of it's more of a manifesto rather than just kind of like thinking about things as the earlier books, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So that's why I chose this book that that like this is the one I'm going to try to read or read a bunch of. Um, I also watched a lot of his interviews and um, so what he believes that we are vibrations, basically. We are on the third dimension and we operate at the frequency that the third dimension does. And there are beings who are in the fourth dimension and the fifth dimension and the sixth and it's, um, what's the word? Infinite, the number of dimensions. Okay. So kind of like a multiverse situation. Uh well kind it's of? one a little bit it it's not different universes. We're all in the same universe at the same time, but we as third dimensional beings can't interact with the fourth or higher like higher dimensional beings cuz we're we're operating on a lower frequency, so we can't understand the higher frequency ones. Uh, this sounds like a weird analogy, but it's the way it's clicking in my head. Um, kind of like when dogs can hear certain frequencies that we can't. Yes, it's exactly like that. Okay. And because he, he, I think one metaphor he uses is like the color spectrum, how there's so many colors we can't see. Yeah. That doesn't mean they don't exist. We just can't perceive it. Yeah. Exactly. So it's all in it's the different. hardware we have. It's like if you exactly. if you try to take yeah. like a um like an Apple II computer from nineteen whatever the hell, and you try to run like the modern iOS or whatever on it, it it's mm-hmm. not going to be able to understand. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. So we, so us as humans, as physical beings, are third dimensional, but us as like souls and energy and our spirit are higher. But just while we're in human form, we can't experience the higher dimensional things. You with me? Yeah, we're just in like stupid, not stupid, but like uh, very, (laughs) very uh, simplistic life vessels. Yeah, our our vessel is third dimensional, Um, which this philosophy from here, like up to this point, is something that I actually talked about on an earlier podcast. I don't know. I think when we were talking about outer body experiences. Yeah. Remember? Mm -hmm. And I had a very similar theory that I came up with independently of research or knowing like anything else, just kind of like thinking about outer body experiences and ghosts and uh, soul spirits, whatever. That's kind of what I, I was like, that makes sense. So when I read this, I was like, that makes sense. I'm with him on this part, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Then he expands upon that. 
Uh, I, I have a feeling that it's going to get so ridiculous. That's why you're slowing it down. <laughs> well, that's that's the the thing about him, though, is that he seems so, so reasonable until it's not. But it still seems reasonable. Like, it, it's weird. It's, it, yeah. You'll just, you'll, I mean, everyone has to make up their own mind about I mean, it, I guess. Hey, I'm on board with you so far, but I'm sure Jim Jones seemed like a real reasonable guy before he convinced everybody to off themselves in Jonestown. See, I, yeah, I have notes about something like that, like, at the end of this. Okay. Um, <laughs> so... He goes on on all these interviews in like I think it's 1991. He does a bunch of interviews on TV shows, and he's t- he's wearing this uh, turquoise jumpsuit in every interview. And what like, a Why legend! Are you wearing turquoise, and it looks great. To be fair, um, it's really sick. It's like that color block 90s style. It I love it. But they were like, "Hey, you're wearing the same jumpsuit on every interview, David. What's going on?" And he says, "Oh." Turquoise is the color of the frequency of the love wisdom vibration. Oh. So, <laughs> just as we are all vibrations or on a certain frequency, we can be tuned to be on the love wisdom side, as he calls it, or the like hateful negative side. What's the hateful negative color? Um, that's a good question. I actually, I think he said it was like orange. I can't well, remember. Generally, people <laughs> say that um that orange is a color of insanity. Well, so there you go. I yeah. think he said it was orange or red, probably. Yeah, I can't remember exactly. I know he did say that though, but I watched so many turquoise. My first car was turquoise. That's a love wisdom car. It it was until the carbon monoxide leak tried to kill me eight years later. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, not so much. So the this frequency, or yeah, I guess I'll call it a frequency. That makes sense. Because it's like a color frequency that coordinates to love, wisdom, feelings. Just like colors are waves. You know, different colors are different kinds of waves that go into our eyeballs. One form of the wave, one frequency of the wave is love, wisdom. It's turquoise. He calls this the Godhead. That's That's a band. Godhead? I'm pretty sure that's a band. I wonder if they're inspired by David Icke. That would be weird. I will look that up while you're talking. <laughs> okay. He calls this the Godhead. And I think the reason he calls it is because he wants to equate this force or this frequency to what, you know, um, the Bible says about God and how many religions have about like this good, overpowering or all powerful spirit. Um, the opposite of that, this negative frequency is called the Luciferic Consciousness, which he says a million fucking times in his book. (laughs) Yeah. And there is this battle happening between those beings who are on the love-wisdom frequency and those beings who are on the Luciferic Consciousness frequency. Okay. Okay. And this is what all religions are 
basically written about. He's saying all the religions, they're talking about this. Like, this happened before the religions. And then whoever wrote the Bible is just, like, reiterating some this fight that has been going on for ever since the universe became a thing. And it's all it's all about the vibrations and not actually about a literal Lucifer. Exactly, yeah. He calls it the Luciferic consciousness because he's like, because in the Bible, Lucifer was probably a being that was under this frequency. Um, by the way, I was correct. Godhead is a band, and I have, like, in real life heard of them, but I don't know where they got the name from, but they were, like, hella goth. That's rad. Uh and they're from DC, and I hesitate to mention because now we know that he's a shithead, but they were directly related to Marilyn Manson and his label. Mm, good for no one. Yeah, exactly. But anyway, <laughs> sorry, just that you said Godhead, and I was like, ooh, a thought. Go mm. on, Lucifer. So these two different sides of this frequency, obviously anyone can be in between these two sides, but these two sides are trying to pull us one way or the other. And we are beings who create energy. When we think good thoughts, we create more of this love, wisdom, turquoise energy. When we think negative, shitty thoughts, we create more of this luciferic energy. So these two energies and the beings that serve both are trying to pull us in either way. Now, David Icke, he is afraid because he says the earth is so close to falling into like the luciferic consciousness abyss basically where we're just doing so many bad things and the earth is going to fight back literally from within the earth and if we keep doing all this bad shit to balance the force there's going to be like all these natural disasters is what he's saying so our own tendency to foster negative energy is going to be the end of us? Yeah, basically. Okay. I was just making sure mm -hmm. I interpreted that correctly. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I totally buy that. So that's where he starts. He starts at that, and I'm totally on board at this point. I'm like, you know what? I get it. Like, we have all this negative energy. It's building up. It's bad. We're going to implode on ourselves because we're so shitty to each other. Totally, right? Totally. Um, but then he wrote the book called The Robot's Rebellion, and this is where he really gets into, and in, in The Robot's Rebellion, guess who's the robots? Humans are the robots. This is where he starts getting into, okay, there is this, this negative Luciferic consciousness has infiltrated, like, major governments. Okay. And then in the next book, The 1995 and The Truth Will Set You Free is the name of the book. This is where he, like, names names. He's like, oh, you want to know who is part of this Luciferic consciousness? Let me fucking tell you, bro. And he calls people out. Like who? You know? <laughs> I didn't get to that part in the book. So if it's not in chapter one, we're just not going to know. <laughs> I mean, I have a list of people later that he did call out. Okay. But as for who he calls out in this first book, I'm not sure um, I mean, this was in 1995. I was literally born in 1995. So, Baby. Uh, so he's saying all these world leaders are influenced by Luciferic consciousness. Okay, so where is this? You may be asking yourself, where is this influence coming from? 
David Icke says, thousands of years ago, a fourth dimensional race came to Earth and manipulated human DNA so that they could have influence in just society. Yeah. And he has a lot of um, like actual, like recorded evidence, quote unquote evidence, but basically a lot of legends, like ancient legends from many, many different places all over the globe. Um, there, there are many mentions of like people from the sky, uh, dragons, um, angels, you know, they're all people from the sky. There's always like mentions of like spacecraft that they came in. And this is true. Okay. Like define spacecraft. Well, that's the thing. It's different in every ancient text and they're all ancient texts. So a lot of them aren't the most descriptive. It's just it's some, some of it's like an oral tradition. There is no real like definition of spacecraft, but it's a mention of beings that came from the sky in some sort of vessel. Okay, but that that's the one thing they all have in common. Exactly, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, on top of that, a lot of them are dragons, or dragons are separate from the sky people, but that's also a phenomenon that hasn't really been explained by science. I mean, it's kind of been explained a little bit, but it's still a bit of a mystery, just the fact that the myth of dragons has popped up in so many ancient cultures that were not connected. Yeah, and that there's weird, some right? truth to it. Yeah, that like there even, might be some truth to it. Yeah, even if it's not like as big and mythic as we imagine it to be, there's probably some kind of creature similar to it. Right, yeah, like how did the ancient Chinese societies think of a dragon and draw dragons and had this mythical creature, but then also like ancient European peoples as well? Yeah. That's a weird coincidence, right? Totally. So these sky people must be reptilian, right? That makes sense, right? That's the logical step, uh, right? Uh, sure. <laughs> We're gonna ride this train and see where it goes. <laughs> that would not we be know the where it goes, but <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. Please repeat that, just so I can make sure I heard that step correctly. So the step goes from these ancient cultures have theories of like sky people and the sky people or the people from the sky bred with humans. They also have this like weird theory about dragons. Some cultures, the dragons and the sky people are separate. Some cultures, they're the same thing. But they are very similar. Like you can't discredit the fact that they are weirdly similar. Okay. So David Icke makes the jump from there. The sky people are reptilian and they are mating, not sexually, but they're basically mixing human DNA with theirs to make like hybrids. Okay. Right? Sure. I'm not going to say you're wrong yet. So these reptilians are fourth dimensional beings as well. Um, they're controlled by, so basically these fourth dimensional beings, they're doing all this because they want to control us. We, and then they are controlled by like fifth dimensional beings who are controlled by sixth, seventh, eighth, 
all the way up infinitely because there's an infinite number of dimensions and they're all influenced by this luciferic consciousness this negative vibrations negative frequencies so where we are and where we live is like super low on the pole is what i'm understanding well it's not because there is no start and end because it's infinite yeah but it sounds like if the fourth is above us yeah and the fifth is above the fourth then we either don't wield as much power or you know what i'm trying to say I do, but I think... I'm thinking too linear. Also, there are... No, no, you're not... It's not It's not that you're thinking too literal. It's just that... No, linear. Oh, linear. No, it... Well, it. I think it is linear, but it's infinite. So while there's an infinite, infinite number above us, there's also an infinite number below us who are lesser beings. So it's not like we're near the bottom. It's just that we're definitely under these dudes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, just like I would, like ants are probably below us. I've seen them. They are exactly. Um, <laughs> I don't know if David Ike believes that ants are like on a, a lower frequency than us, but it would make sense, right? Yeah, Ike believes that before these reptilians came to earth thousands of years ago the humans thrived that we were like super smart we were rad we had like all this technology and that led to lost sense lost civilizations like atlantis and lumeria uh what's wait what's Mm -hmm. lumeria do you know any background on that i know atlantis it's very similar to atlantis where it's just like an ancient it's a myth of uh ancient civilization i i want to say it comes from a belief system like in the middle east i can't remember exactly which one though hello this is fact checking jesse coming in after that misinformation to tell you that lumeria the myth of lumeria came from the tamil people who are from southern india and or sri lanka but it's a similar idea yeah, where it was like, oh, a long, 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 long time ago, humans had this city. It was called Ameria, Lumeria, and we were super techno- technologically advanced. Sure. Which, and then it got destroyed somehow. Boo. Mm-hmm. Sad. Also, David Icke says that perhaps at this time, before these reptilians, these naughty, naughty reptilians, that humans might have been had similar like fourth dimensional influence but from like positive aliens that were like trying to help us out oh who have since left us well that's nice fuck us i guess well yeah Uh (laughs) but it's it's just nice to hear about nice aliens because i feel like in human lore it's usually like these beings came and experimented on us and it was a bad bad experience all the way around Mm -hmm. yeah totally so these reptilians came, they started breeding with us, and they also Ew. put out, started um, putting out frequency blockers so that humans could no longer access certain frequencies that used to make us like smarter and more connected with the world and, you know, more able to see into different dimensions and all of that stuff that we lost since the reptilians came. Right. And he also says that people who are like um, mediums, that they are more, they, they're not affected by the frequency blockers as much 
as the rest of us. Probably because they, I don't want to say like open-minded is the wrong word, but um, they're more perceptive to things outside of our realm. Right, right. And he says that's because for whatever reason, um, maybe their DNA or genetically, they just are resistant to those frequency blockers that the reptilians are putting on all of us. Okay. So this reptilian race is from a planet in the constellation Draco. Draco. Their goal is to influence and control our race and planet. And David Icke says they've been pretty successful because they are part of our governments. And um, they, they're really fucking us all up. In what ways are they fucking us all up? <laughs> they're just trying to control us and make us dumb. So he'll say that they like created TikTok to, you know, give us something to do that's not stimulating or other distractions from intellectual pursuits. I mean, I totally agree that all those things are manufactured to be distractions, but I definitely don't think that it's related to a race of lizard people. I just think that humans are fucked. <laughs> and well, everything that Ike says that it's the lizard people have made humans fucked. That were fucked because of them. They fucked us. I mean, that's a theory, and I will be receptive to hearing more, but I think the more horrible reality would be that it's humans in control doing that kind of thing, and everything from drugs being on the street available to people that are poor and desperate to MTV mm -hmm. to TikTok all of those are ways to keep people distracted from the fact that the rich are controlling everything. Right. Yeah. Yeah, you're totally right. But it could be lizard people that are doing it. Could it could be lizard so. people too, right? Why, why not? So here's just some of his uh, evidence for these lizard-reptilian hybrids. In an interview with Di the Discovery Channel, he says, quote, when you get back into the ancient world, you find this reoccurring theme of a union between a non-human race and humans creating a hybrid race. From 1998, I started coming across people who told me they had seen people change into a non-human form. It's an age-old phenomenon known as shape-shifting. The basic form is like a scaly humanoid with reptilian rather than humanoid eyes. I knew this sounded familiar for a reason. You know that? Why? Have you Why? have you ever seen the movie They Live? Uh-uh. So I, I was looking up what year that came out. That movie came out in 1988. And the whole thing behind that is the, the main character, I can't remember the actor's name, um, he found a pair of sunglasses that when you put them on, you see people for what they really are. And about half of the people around were like these reptilian... Why? monsters <laughs> that awesome. that were in control of everything and like for example it's like the glasses allow you to see the truth so he would look mm -hmm. at a billboard and it's like obey oh, when he wears the sunglasses and like you look at money and it would say something like consume on all the bills mm. that kind of thing mm -hmm. but anyway i don't know if it was on purpose or if I mean, it definitely seems influenced by David Icke. Well, David Icke happened after the movie came out, is what I'm saying. This movie came you out. You said in it was 1998. 1988. Oh, 1988. Mm -hmm. mm. That's what I'm saying. So I'm almost wondering if this guy was like a John Carpenter fan, and somehow this he decided to mix reality with fantasy a little bit. 
Well, he wasn't the first one to come up with these ideas. He took a lot from all the philosophers that he met around the world. He was just the first one to put it all together into like a book collection and kind of like a manifesto. Okay. I'm just saying the coincidence was weird. Yeah, it's not a coincidence. It's not. Okay. They were just influenced by the same people, John Carpenter and David Icke. Okay, sure. Yeah. So some of the evidence that he uses to talk about, oh, all these ancient cultures that had the same story. Um, in Zulu culture, they're called the Chitari. Does that sound familiar? Should it? In the Avengers, oh. the uh, race that Loki goes and gets from Thanos is the Chitari. Okay, that, that makes sense. They're like a Marvel. Marvel stole it from the Zulu people, but they're called the Chitari. The Babylonians had the Anunnaki. The Bible, the Jewish people and Christians had something called the Nephilim. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Which I... <laughs> have you ever read the Rochelle Mead fantasy books? Mm-mm. They talk about Nephilims. The um, series, the Georgina Kincaid, like Succubus series, they talk about Nephilims a lot. Um, which are like, in, in that book, it, they're angels that had babies with humans. Well, that's neat. In David Icke's philosophy, the angels were... Uh, reptiles, so much less sexy, much less sexy. Well, I mean, that's all perspective. (laughs) Um, They're also called the Unseen, the Global Elite, the Prison Wardens, which he says a ton, the Archons, the Draconians, the Reptoids, or the Reptilians, which there were some sites that were saying the Reptoids and the Reptilians were different things. I don't know if that's... I, I feel like... I don't think that's David Icke's theory, but I couldn't figure it out. I feel like the term draconian has been used in sci-fi literature for a long time. Draconian? hmm Like, I feel I like that may of... have been on a show, whether it was, like, um, Star Trek or something. Maybe. I don't know. I, anyway, I can do that. So, what do these guys want? According to David Icke, the Chitari or the Anunnaki, the reptilian boys, they want the quote-unquote new world order, which will be a worldwide government, a worldwide fascist government that will microchip everyone and uh, no free speech and everyone will just be slaves to this this new world order. And um, when that happens, basically the Luciferic consciousness is going to win Earth. But yeah, that's what they want. God, what a shitty trophy. <laughs> yeah. Um I was right that draconian is a is a thing. Yeah, what is it? Uh well, I googled Star Trek, but um I'm starting to think it's it's a Doctor Who thing, but for some reason it also ended up on the Star Trek wiki. Yeah, draconians were a Doctor Who thing. But I think this was like oh, retro way yeah. back. There was like a lady draconian draconian in the newer series right another fact check coming at you the person i was thinking of was madame vastra who is not a draconian while draconians do exist in the doctor who universe madame vastra is a silurian um but anyway yeah like earth is the trophy well they just they just want to basically add all of our energies to the luciferic consciousness if they can get everyone on earth to be shitty 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 bad boys then they get all our negative energy to go to them and that's what they want i mean sure but i think we're gonna destroy the fuck out of the planet in the meantime 
Like, what's well, going to be left fine. for them to inherit? They just don't care if it's a wasteland? That's a good point. Yeah, if their end goal was to collect all our energy, to, like, harvest our energy, why would they do something that would make the planet die and we would all die with it? Now, That's I, a good point. For some reason... That's a good point. I'm going to email David Ike and be like, what about this, Ike? Good. Well, and another thing is, like, and I'm sure since these books were written in the 90s, I'm not saying there's, like, huge prophecy attached to them, but what what's the deal with, like, pandemics sweeping through and killing off so many people? Like, does that help mm-hmm. their quest or hurt it? Oh, well, he, uh, Ike's um, COVID is a farce. It's not real. Okay. Listen. Take that out, you will. Uh... <laughs> I was actually pretty with this guy for most of it. <laughs> yeah. But. Yeah. No. <laughs> but no. No. I, I agree. Uh, yeah. I think it's an interesting theory, but uh, I think humans are the real evil and it's kind of pushing off the accountability that we should be taking for how everyone's turning out. Right, right. And I... I'll get to this later, but I can't figure out what David Icke wants. Um, Money. But here we let me <laughs> let me tell you who's a reptile. How to tell? How do you tell if a person's a a reptile? A reptile, right? Um, uh, if they have green eyes, green eyes is one factor. Okay. Um, good eyesight or hearing. Okay. Having red hair. <laughs> okay. A sense of not belonging. Okay. Unexplained scars on your body, a love of space, or low blood pressure. Okay. Well, up until that last one, you were mostly targeting me. Um, <laughs> you don't have red hair. Red-ish. It was red. It was redder when I was younger. Um, but no. What What I was gonna. I thought you were asking like, how do you know if someone's a reptile? And I was gonna say, well, if you stick out like a popsicle wrapped in bugs. Mm-hmm. And the person mm-hmm. like goes insane and wants to eat it. Yeah. Like that's how you know because they would be yeah, about totally. that life. Uh Obama, he's a reptile. Um one of the videos of evidence that I found on a forum was a video of him in an interview. He swatted a fly with like really great accuracy and they're like that's a lizard. Well, is Mike Pence one because a fly landed on his head during a debate? No, cuz then he, if he didn't eat it, if he was a lizard, he would have ate it. Okay. <laughs> All right, whatever. What the other ones? Um uh Biden, of course. Um the videos the only videos of Biden being a reptile that I could find was like his eyes cuz they said his eyes were like going black, but when you watch them it's he just has hooded eyes. And like a lot of people have hooded eyes, like especially when you get older, kind of like the skin above your eyelid kind of comes down and it just makes your eyes look darker and that's that's all that was happening and it was pissing me off uh, Mitt Romney the whole royal family a lot of prime ministers all of the US presidents I think except Donald Trump oh but- oh okay <laughs> yeah this guy is totally legitimate please go on but 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 here we go um oh and if you just like want to like look at these videos they're very entertaining reptilian exposer on YouTube you can look at that it's pretty fun well now that we brought up Trump actually I should say like what does David Icke want right 
I can't figure it out. And I think that's what bothers me about this more than anything else is that I don't know why he's doing what he's doing. And well, I I mean, I get it because mm -hmm. if you, if you know someone, if someone's being frustrating and you know why they're doing it, they might be awful, but at least there's no like, what is wrong with this person? There is no purpose and no reason to their words or their actions right now. um, like Scientology, because Scientology has some kind of similar themes to what they believe about like aliens coming to Earth and all this. I mean, it's not the same, but Scientology obviously has a purpose. They want to make a fuck ton of money and they want to like, do. have power. And, and they, they do. do. And that's why they do what they do to make a fuck ton um, of money. The most terrifying thing about those people to me is what they'll do to hunt down former members of their church when they don't want to be there anymore um yeah yeah like yeah well they they just like bash them and they're like oh this person's a liar and yeah but i mean mean, it's a cult it's just a cult it's none of it's i mean it's terrifying horrible it's shocking but i guess it's not like surprising no it's just that i mean your privacy is gone afterward oh yeah they know everything about you yeah it's harassment it's ridiculous Mm -hmm. but david ike is not a cult leader like that's the thing that confuses me (laughs) he probably just wasn't charismatic enough (laughs) no it's not because the whole donald trump thing so he obviously he's very sort of far right like a lot of far right people like him. I don't know if he is, but a lot of people who are very far right in the US like him. I buy that. Yeah. Yeah. But all of a sudden they turned on him because he said in 2016, I think it was just before Donald Trump got elected, he said he he fucking called the fact that Donald Trump that there would be like a civil war during his presidency and he said Donald Trump was like a piece of shit basically. I mean, and a lot of people turned on him. And that's why I'm, like, shocked. Because he says all... He genuinely believes that, like, these are the lizard people. These people are not. Donald Trump is not a lizard person. He's actually a piece of shit. And he's going to be a horrible president. And everyone was like, mm, I don't think so, David. I mean... <laughs> like, if he I, wanted to be a cult leader, he could have just embraced Donald Trump and, like, sucked in all those fucking Trumpers and QAnon folks. Sure. But I don't... Right. I don't think that he's a super person he's just intuitive is i'm sure there were a lot of people that saw a lot of like division in our country happening in 2016 oh, totally. totally like the night he won i remember sitting there feeling like well this is gonna be an interesting four years at least yeah i i understand i'm just saying that that's why i'm confused about what david like wants he's not making a ton of money He's not rich and famous. He doesn't have a... I mean, he has a lot of people following him, but he says a lot of stuff that alienates his base. So do you, what is do he Do you doing? think he enjoys debate? No, I think he believes it. He really, really believes everything that's he's saying. And so does his son. There's davidike.com. And um, was his name's Gareth, I think, his son. He's all over fucking that, writing articles and stuff. Yeah, no, maybe. 
there, you know what? There's people that believe in flat Earth, so I don't put anything past anyone. Oh, he believes in hollow moon. He came up with a hollow moon theory. Have you heard of hollow moon? No, but I'm here for also it. I'm also looking up his website moon? while I'm talking to you. Spaceship moon. So he, you know that frequency blocker that I talked about? He believes that the moon was put in place by an alien race to broadcast the frequency blocker um, to all of us. And it's actually hollow because there's like, you know, technology and stuff inside it. Wow. Mm -hmm. Um, And he has a lot of like evidence, quote unquote evidence that he says. It's wild. Wow. His website is interesting. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't recommend going there because uh, it's just <laughs> okay. This it's just is full of misinformation. Yeah, this is all I'll say. Um, if you want to get mad over some dumb bullshit, go to davidike.com. I mean, maybe, but it's it's just. I mean, it's, it's interesting, but it's just it's not supported by science. That's why they put out articles stating stuff as fact when it's not, and that's a lot of David Ike's philosophy and where he gets a lot of his um quote-unquote evidence and i tried to only include evidence that was true yeah in in my um like report on it but one thing here's one thing that he quotes a million times in and the truth will set you free is the hundredth hundredth monkey phenomenon have you heard of this nope the hundredth monkey phenomenon is a so it's this story basically that um that he uses because he says it's supported by science, right? And this is what happened. A bunch of Japanese scientists in, I think, the 50s, they went to these islands to study monkeys. And they were throwing sweet potatoes to these monkeys. Like, here you go, have some sweet potatoes. The monkeys would be, like, trying to wipe all the sand off the sweet potatoes. They were like, we don't like this sand. Let's get it off. Mm-hmm. And they were doing this for, like, I mean, the study went on for years. So they were giving these monkeys sweet potatoes for a long time. Yeah. And then one monkey dipped the sweet potato in the ocean and then ate it and was like, that's so much easier to get all the sand off. And then that monkey started going and teaching the other monkeys around them, like, hey, you can just put the potato in the water and eat it and there's no sand on it, right? Yeah. Which is amazing. Yeah. One, that monkeys can do that, right? And that's supported by science. That's recorded science. Yeah. Now- People who believe the hundredth monkey phenomenon say that after this happened and supposedly they, they call it the hundredth monkey phenomenon because after a bunch of monkeys, they, they you know, quote unquote, a hundred monkeys learned this behavior, monkeys from other islands that were not connected physically to these monkeys who learned it started dipping like food in the ocean and and th- and that version of the story supports David Icke's philosophy about like our collective consciousness and our energies as a species so like us as third dimensional beings we should be able to communicate like telepathically with all third dimensional beings so like because we have these frequency blockers we can't so like if there was a tribe like somewhere in West Africa, it would make sense with his theory that they would be able to communicate something to someone living, like, in China. Like, bigger Um, than language. Yeah. Bigger than cultural barriers. Yeah. 
but they can't because we have frequency blockers. And David Icke points to the hundredth monkey and he says, look at this study. It's facts. It's science. And because humans can't do that, that's proof that there is frequency blockers. Um, but mm-hmm. the hundredth monkey phenomenon with a quick Google search, you can figure out that it's a fucking lie. And the whole study is real. It happened. But there was no um, monkeys on other islands who did it. It, did, it wasn't recorded. And they were a group of scientists. So it would have been recorded had it been real. <laughs> You know? Yeah. But the logic, so I'm trying to kind of at this point, I'm like trying to get into the heads of the that 4% of Americans that believe that lizard people are controlling the U.S. government, right? I'm trying, to, that's why I'm like digging through all these forums. I'm watching all these YouTube videos that are like, oh, um, fucking like uh, Miley Cyrus exposed for being a lizard person. Like, because I'm trying to figure out like what... Like what? What are like who and why? I guess. <laughs> um. Um. I get you. But here's here's a piece of logic that was on one of these forums. Um. It was a forum that I think. Oh, this one came up. It was like Obama is a lizard person. Here's like ten videos of him that prove he's a lizard person, and the logic that they wrote on the forum. It said, "But that is just one person's opinion." You are saying. Even with the filters and close-ups, why should we take the word of a random YouTube poster? Question mark. Well, how about a hundred random YouTube posters? That's two magnitudes, i.e., one thousand times of greater believability, and that means one thing: credibility and the power of science. No, that's that's their logic. No. See, this is what I was thinking, because you're trying to get into the mind of these people and understand, like, what what kind of people would believe this? Yeah. Have you ever been to the grocery store and thumbed through, like, a National Enquirer or, like, um... Yeah, of course. Those kind of tabloids. And a lot of times you'll see everything from, like, the dirty details behind Brangelina's divorce to, like... Mm -hmm. You know, Elvis found a Memphis diner last mm-hmm. week so with I was dating Jim Morrison. an alien for four years and I didn't even know. Yeah, exactly. So I, I feel like those two fandoms, for lack of a better word, are intertwined. The same people I that... I, just, I never thought that people believed National Enquirer. Oh, some people do. Again, flat earthers exist, dude. I just, I wish I knew why. Like, and I watched a couple YouTube videos that were titled, like, Why Conspiracy Theorists Believe What They Do. And it's all about kind of paranoia, I guess. Um, (laughs) Yeah. But it's all, it's, it's, it's paranoia. And then on top of that, or maybe because of that, it's a distrust of authority, which is something that kind of stems from your childhood. You know, if you could never trust your parents and your parents were the main authority and the biggest relationship in your life when you become an adult, why would you believe any authority ever? Well, and I understand that. I think 
that there's definitely something healthy about distrust of authority to an extent. That you should be asking, why are things set up the way they are? Why is the system this way? Why are people suffering for what feels like an easy problem to fix if someone cared enough? Right. But this guy... (laughs) I can, I, yeah. I'm just, like, proud of you for really, really taking the time, not just to research, but to really try to put yourself in the headspace of people that have absolutely, absolutely nothing in common with rational people, it seems. Well, that well, they do, though. That's the thing. They do. And, and David Icke, there's, I would, I, on his website, I went through, like, article after article, and... Like fifty percent of them are good and genuine and real. Like one, they have a bunch of articles about ending police brutality, like published last year when the BLM um, protests were happening. Um, they believe wholeheartedly in ending fascism and tyranny and promoting democracy. Amazing. They advocate. Oh, one <laughs> advocating for people with um, electromagnetic hypersensitivity. They talk about how like media um, warps perspectives. Um, sure, like a lot of these things are really good and genuine. But then they go and say COVID's not real, and the vaccines are what's killing people, not COVID. <laughs> and I just don't. <laughs> well. Here's a weird thought that I'm having on the fly. Um, I imagine that it's kind of like the way people view organized religion, right? Mm -hmm. That you look at Christianity and there's a ton of different sects to it. So like Catholicism is going to be different than someone who's Lutheran, who's different than someone who's Baptist, etc. They all have the same idea. Or even if you just want to take... Christianity next to um, the Jewish faith or different Muslim faiths. They Uh all have the same idea. Most of them got the same thing right, meaning like, you know, be good, treat people as you want to be treated and don't do fucked up things. Right? Um, Yeah, don't be jealous. Um, Yeah. So so they all got that right. But then if you do a compare-contrast chart, one is going to say that the other is completely off base on some other right. little difference. Right, but, but like I said about Scientology, I get why organized religions do and say the things they do. is because they are so wealthy. The Catholic Church is so wealthy. It bothers me. To no and that's end. why they do what they do is because they say things that they think are going to like get people behind them and they invent an enemy, quote unquote, you know, they're like, oh, homosexuals are the enemy. So their people can rally behind well, um, a common enemy. And like, that's why they do what they do to covet wealth. Wealth and power. Why does David Icke do and, it? Yeah, why exactly. Why does David Icke do it? I don't get it. Well, it's not... And the Trump thing really, really fucked me up because... You would expect that he would be in his camp. Exactly. I was like, if you really want this, like, cult slash organization slash these followers, whatever you call it, he would have embraced Donald Trump, right? 
and he would embrace like QAnon, but he's not. Well, it depends. There's a lot of things that he won't embrace. And like racism. He's like, racism's fucking bad, y'all. And all the Proud Boys are like, but we liked you and now we don't. And it's like, why is he? Oh, God, I I would be crying to lose them as fans, whatever. Um, Well, that's what I'm saying is that he doesn't care if he says something that pisses them off because it doesn't seem like he wants followers. Maybe he does, but he wants he wants followers that align with the way he feels. And he doesn't want to betray like his moral core. Right. And that's why you're totally right. And I think that's that's what makes me think that he believes every word of what he says completely literally. That's the only logical explanation for why he's doing what he's doing. I want you to send him an email. See, I would I would be for that if if his rhetoric isn't hurting people, which it is because of the COVID thing. Right. Um, he says people shouldn't get vaccines because the vaccines are the thing that's killing you, not the COVID. I was trying to dissect that because I read an article that, you know, co- the, the vaccines are killing you. And then I like kind of researched a little further and it was like COVID's fake. And then I researched it thir- further and I was trying to like figure out like what evidence they were using or manipulating to prove that. And I couldn't, it didn't exist. And I was like, what? I, h- how are you coming up with these ideas? Okay. I don't get it. So I'm not saying that if we had him on that we wouldn't later record an intro that's like by the way this guy's full of shit when he talks about the coronavirus <laughs> there would be a disclaimer he yeah. just wouldn't know it yet well that yeah i mean i i would just i would i don't want to support him like when it came yeah. to the book that i was like i want to read this book it's and, more I publicity like, I, that I have he trouble reading have. Exactly. And I didn't want to give him money. I'm like, I could have bought it on audiobook, but I didn't want to give him money because yeah, he's not fair. a good person yeah. for doing what he's doing. He should do things. He can believe whatever he wants, but when it becomes harmful, that's where, you know, it's not okay. Um, and that's why I'm not going to give him money. So that's why Dylan read it for me. Thanks, D. <laughs> Hey, D, why isn't that your side gig, man? Like, you should be... It was very entertaining. You should definitely be reading audiobooks as a side hustle like i would definitely like throw you some money to read me a bedtime story he had a lot of trouble pronouncing the name nebuchadnezzar oh that was from the matrix that's what i said <laughs> <laughs> i was like how have you pronounced nebuchadnezzar no he was a babylonian king i think oh well Macedonian. i know it because it was from the matrix but that, that's that's where the matrix gets it from but i was like how do you not know how to pronounce nebuchadnezzar um it's morpheus's ship you ding dong <laughs> is that what you said <laughs> something to that effect yes mm. i don't how think do you, you said ding dong ship well i did on on air so it's recorded now there you go um i have a couple other like just notes about all of it um oh i mentioned the moon's a spaceship it's broadcasting things um he also that theory kind of blows my mind because it's kind of like the moon landing where there is evidence that supports that the moon landing is fake sorry fake moon landing people there's an overwhelming amount of evidence that it really happened though you know i'm not apologizing Um, to them go ahead (laughs) (laughs) Um, but the same thing with the hollow moon theory. I love 
I love to think about the hollow moon theory. It might be my favorite thing about David Icke's whole shit is that the moon is hollow and there's aliens living in it and they're broadcasting stuff to Earth. I love it. Like, it's just such a fun thing to think about for me. Um, (laughs) But I wish they were broadcasting something fun. Like, what if they had a radio station that was like hits from the other side of the universe? Well, yes. Wouldn't that be a blast? Uh, Yeah. They weren't if they were doing that instead of trying to control our minds. That'd be great. Yeah, I'm gonna write an email to the moon aliens. How do you know where to send it? The moon. I know where they are. <laughs> Through the you moon. know their email addresses. It's moon at moon dot com. <laughs> aliens at moon dot com. Aliens have they call themselves <laughs> aliens? aliens at moon.com perfect yeah. i love that um um but yeah if you want to just kind of have a good time thinking about that you should look it up there's a lot of articles published about i mean who knows how legitimate these articles are but there's a lot of articles about the quote-unquote evidence that the moon's hollow and it's very fun to think about um the rings of Saturn were created by alien spacecraft. Um, it Because of that is also why there's the hexagonal storm on top of Saturn, if you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, the, that's why it yeah. has the red spot. No, Jupiter has the red spot. Oh, just boop, kidding. Boop, boop. I'm bad at space. Uh, uh, at the top of Saturn, there is a storm that is hexagonal. And it's very, very cool looking. Uh, there's photos of it. Um, but David Icke says that's because of all the radio waves and shit that they're using. Uh, I think his theory is actually that the rings of Saturn broadcast the frequency blockers slash the simulation we're all living in. And the moon amplifies it onto Earth. Um, they work together somehow. Um, oh, COVID is linked to 5G networks. That one's really fun. Um, oh, and his Twitter got deleted. David Ikes did along with um, <laughs> when Donald Trump's did at some point when he got blocked. Twitter was like, we're was around the same time. <laughs> they were like, we're done with your bullshit. Well, Twitter and Facebook both, they started blocking things that were COVID-19 misinformation. Thankfully. smart. Yeah. Yeah. My coworker the other day, he like got his COVID vaccine and he came and they were like, how'd it go? And he's like, oh, great. I'm broadcasting 5G now. It's a blast. And I thought that was really funny. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've been hearing that yeah. joke from a little bit of everywhere and it doesn't get old at all. No. Well, I also like I got mine, what, yesterday? Yeah, yesterday. And like there's like that little like blood spot under your skin. And I was like, look, it's my microchip. <laughs> good i didn't even realize that you got an appointment that's great i did i did hell yeah yeah but hey that was a wild ride you sent me on today it is a wild ride i'm not going to stop because there's so much bullshit that he just blasts out i want to know why because the thing is too a lot of his theories he has this like fake scientific evidence and i kind of love researching it and like fact checking him and figuring out why he's bullshit like i love doing it it's a fun thing to do it makes me feel smart so 
I'm going to keep doing it. I need to know why he thinks COVID's linked to 5G. I need to know why he thinks COVID is not real. Um, Like, people die from COVID. Like, there's COVID diagnoses and tests. I don't... How can it not be real? I need to know. It's... And I, I can't remember if this is something that I've said on the podcast before, if it's just something personally that I've said to you. But I feel like the way a lot of people treat COVID is the, sa- it's the same way that people act when it comes to school shootings in this country. You feel like it's something that's completely exaggerated and 100% out of your reach until it happens to you or someone close to you. Mm, and once that's, that's, so once that's in your immediate sphere of living... Then all of a sudden, oh my god, it's horrible. Yeah, well, you should have had that empathy when strangers were suffering too. Mm-hmm. That's a problem with a lot of society, yeah. especially the U.S. I mean, yeah. I shouldn't say society because other places are better than us, but um, it, it's it's an this, American this, attitude. It's the American exceptionalism. Yep. So how about all of us be better? Are lizard people in the government? You know, maybe. Maybe, but COVID's real, so. Um, yes. And if you want to have just, like, a good time going down a rabbit hole, go to davidike.com and just see what's up, because it's wild. But if you do, understand that it's not science. This this man is interesting. I can't figure him out, and that's why I'm still going to continue researching his theories until I figure out what the fuck this man wants and why he believes what he does i guess it's it's wild time will tell i hope or maybe not i think he's in his 70s now he might die anytime we'll never know yeah well that's david ike and the lizard people cool now mm-hmm. if i remember correctly i unfortunately believe it's your turn to give me a shitty cryptid yeah, I have one. It's really stupid. Oh, awesome. <laughs> hey, y'all. It is. You still listen. Huh? No, I'm talking to the listeners. Hey. Oh. Um, Hi. You uh, you listen for this part, right? That's why you're here. <laughs> well, you're about I to mean, if get you it. only wanted lizard people, just, just skip. Yeah, just uh, skip the next five minutes of my um, holding on to my intestines. Welcome to BSP Believer Skeptic Podcast. The commercial where two idiots debate weird phenomena. I'm Chris. I'm the Believer. I'm Cody. I'm the Skeptic. We are an LGBTQ paranormal comedy podcast. And proud members of the Podmoth Network. So, did you know there's a creature in Japan called a kappa that tries to suck a bejeweled life force out of your anus? Uh, I did not, and I'm not even going to try debunking that. Instead, I volunteer as tribute. Okay, so if you like your podcast a little spooky, a little mysterious, a lot gay, do we have the show for you? Just listen and subscribe to BSP Believer Skeptic Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. And for more content, search BSPodPHX on social media or visit BSPodPHX.com. Bye! All right. Will you tell us about the Alaskan purple bootylicious teenager? Okay. Um, why are all these cryptids in really cold climates? They're either in really cold climates or like strange human places that no one wants to be. 
my butt. Lots of people want to be in my butt. Oh, that's butt true. I, I forgot about your butt. I was talking about, like, uh, the museums and the porta-potties and things. Um, Everyone wants to be in a museum. Yeah, I guess. Well, yeah, I, I do. But anyway, you said it was the Alaskan purple bootylicious teenager? Mm-hmm. This house not even a cryptid. I guess because they're purple. Yeah, you're right. That is really dumb. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, this is about to be short and really ridiculous, but sure. So, um, there was this group of kids, and they were in the Midwest, and flights were super cheap, you know, because of COVID. Mm-hmm. So... There was an opportunity for round trip, which is real, which which is real, real. which is real. Um, but really, um, they had an opportunity to get a round trip to Alaska and back to Nebraska, like cheap, cheap, cheap. And while yeah, there's a pandemic going on in the Midwest, it's a small town. Like they're not terribly concerned about going from one remote-ish location to another. Still risky. Not saying it was smart, but. The teachers and the chaperones, they went ahead and, like, packed these kids up because they figure, like, this is something that's not going to affect us because we live in a small town. And we're going to, like, ice. What lives in ice? Not COVID. So <laughs> they they go to some small town in Alaska, and um, it, it's bitter cold there. And out of this group of kids, I'm going to say there's about 15 kids whose parents signed this permission slip. Now, if you're asking me, I think all those parents just wanted those kids to, like, never come home. And that's why they said okay. But um, there was this one teenage boy who was always known in his class by all the girls to say that he had a tremendous butt. He was doing squats every day to maintain his reputation. And because he had such an ego about how beautiful his booty was, um, he decided to be a rebel and he was going to like wander away from the group while they're all looking for Alaskan wildlife. You know, Mm -hmm. uh, everybody's on their trip and they're talking about, I don't even know what animals live in Alaska. I'm about to fuck this up. Um, the, the moose, the mooses and the, uh, Mm -hmm. The penguins. No, 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 no penguins. (laughs) The mooses and the, uh, and the birds and the whales and the bears. Yeah, that sounds right. Okay, cool. So the class and the chaperones and the teachers are all looking for the wildlife and, uh, little Mr. Booty over here decides, well, I'm going to find the mythic creatures. So he wanders off into the tundra. Is that a correct word to use for Alaskan environments? Sure. Um, yes. Anyway, so he decides, as he's looking for this mythic creature, he doesn't know what, he manages to walk along this patch of ice. And um, he truly believes that it's sturdy because of how bitter cold everyone is. They're all bundled up with layers on layers of clothing. Well, his booty just weighed a little bit too much. And uh, he fell through that ice into the frigid water. And um, all that exposure 
to below zero temperatures turned his skin purple. And there's something about the magic in the water of Alaska that gives you everlasting life. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, uh, you know, he was uncomfortable for sure, and he could definitely pass for a booty-tastic Barney the Dinosaur, but, you know, he's alive. He came back to the class, and they were terrified. He's purple. Because he's purple, and they just couldn't accept him. All those crushes that the schoolgirls had on this boy were gone. Um, So they all returned to Nebraska, but they they left poor Booty Man (laughs) in this frigid environment. So he made friends with the polar bears, and that's just how he's got to be. Word. Word. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But if you were to encounter... And I'm just going to keep calling him Booty Man because it makes me laugh. Um, Mm -hmm. If you were to encounter Booty Man out there in his natural habitat, um, he's friendly, but I would say he's probably a little horny because he's yeah. just not, you know, he's, he was a teenage boy, not getting attention. So if, mm-hmm. if he starts humping your leg, don't take events. That's just the way he says hello. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't know. Thanks. Yeah. On that guy. Yeah. Oh, it was wonderful. It really wasn't, but thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I learned with Cryptid, the best way to go about it is just to talk your way just into making in. sense. <laughs> I love it. I love it. No penguins. No penguins in this no story. No penguins there. No, no, no. Um, thank you, listeners, for your patience, first and foremost. But uh, for real, thank you for listening to us every week. We yes. love you. We are mid-season two, and we are really enjoying doing the thing for Having you last yes yeah so um you're probably already liking us on instagram that's the important social media and whether you are or you aren't email us some ideas fan mail yeah, whatever i would love that yeah um and how, if, how do you feel about lizard people tell me yeah let jesse know how you feel about lizard people and I have strong feelings. <laughs> and let me know how you feel about my awful cryptids. <laughs> I'm okay with hate mail. I'll, pr- I'll, I'll, pr- I'll print it out and I'll post it in my office. Hate us or love us. You're still thinking about us. You're still giving us listens. Um, and since you're listening, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, why don't you rate and review us? Because Yeah, that'd be a dope. Uh, hey, I'll go ahead and use this as a thing. My birthday's coming up next month, so like, mm-hmm. give me a birthday present. Rate and Aww. review us. That's nice. Yeah. That's um, a nice present. Yeah, so email us at uh, paranerdspodcast at gmail.com. Word. Um, all of the articles and links will be in the episode description there is a ton for this episode because like i said i got into just an internet dark hole for hours and hours and um i came out the other side just mind blown yeah so clickety click it's all right there and shout out to dylan for um (laughs) reading me the book (laughs) thanks d well we'll talk to you later goodbye bye